Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. Wild Wednesday show, don't get used to it But I realized that yesterday was Solitude Tuesday I had 50 million things that I had to do yesterday So I couldn't even carve out Any little bit of time um, First and foremost, like to say um, Rest in peace to Adam, that's the lady that makes Those awesome cakes for me um, That's her son, he passed away On his 25th birthday a couple of years back And so anytime she has something for him You know, we as a work family A vampire family try to show up And uh, do what we can So I um, am super excited because today is my three-year anniversary. So if you go back to my shows, I used to do shows Mondays and Tuesdays. Chill the Tuesday came later, but I used to do shows Mondays and Tuesdays. And I started this in 2014. And it just it, it snowballed into something where, like, if I didn't do a show, people would be like, well, what happened to your show? I was listening, and you didn't, you know, you didn't go last night. I'm like, really? Okay. So it just became a staple, and so like I said, hell of a lot more. Uh, we have a hell of a lot more listeners in the states right now. The UK has gone down to about twenty uh, something percent. So we did the first pilot show. It was um, August second last year, and then the the main show, which that show was actually deleted. The main show started on August eleventh, two thousand and fourteen, which, like I always say, was the day that Robin Williams died. So it was just very clear to me that the show always had to be about mental health. Now, people sometimes think that mental health means, you know, uh, you know, you have to go to a therapist. I, I recommend it if you need to because according to the DSM-4 and 5, and I think there's a 6 right now, uh, it might even be a 7, DSM-7, no, DSM-6, uh, we all got something fucking wrong. And, you know, the guy that actually just took the pictures that I did um, to pay homage to Callie, uh, on my Instagram at miss.d.scott, the illustrious picture that you see on my blog talk radio show. He also has um, programming, and one of his people that he deals with, she was barely 30 years old, she committed suicide. You know, there's all these suicides going around, and in my book I actually talk about 
those thoughts and those, you know, have I ever been suicidal? I mean, of course, but in recent times, absolutely not. Not in since I was like a teenager, you know, when I realized that every day things were going to get better. So I want, I called the show insecure because obviously I just started watching the show and I'm screaming. If you guys have been watching any of my commentary on my Instagram at miss.d.scott, you will see that I'm like, Oh my God, this is like the best show ever. So I commented on um, somebody that's out on the West Coast. He does shows with Jason Lee, which Jason Lee, you guys know, is from um, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. He's the one that threw a drink and what's her face's face. And he, he does a lot of gossip writing. So Giovanni actually does a show with him. He used to be a dancer, not a stripper, like a real dancer, like went on tour. And he's on a show with him. I think it's Melissa Ford. And um, they're based on the West Coast, and he's like, you're so late. And I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me that this show was amazing? It's not even – it's barely 30 minutes, which I think keeps everything tight and the content really sharp. And I love this show, and I was telling Giovanni, because of the fact that not all of us are being Mary Jane. You know, we're not all Mary Jane. We're not all living in, you know, a $5 million home in Hollywood Hills somewhere or in the city. You know, I have a friend like that, you know, and she is paid as hell like that and a boss-ass bra like that and, you know, takes care of everyone in her family and has her many breakdowns like that. But that just wasn't my truth. And there was actually a couple of episodes of being Mary Jane that I had to stop watching because, and I shared that with you guys about when she was at the funeral and things like that. So I had to stop watching because some of it was hitting too close to home as far as being a black woman and being single, single meaning not married, not hitch, but single meaning not married. And then you watch Love and Hip Hop and you're like, well, that's not fucking me either. That That's not me. Who, who the fuck goes around, you know, running cars and, you know, wearing, you know, fake Balenciaga sneakers and shit like that? Like who goes around and thinks of shit like that to impress people that don't give a fuck about you and don't pay your bills? who continues having children with people like this. So when I watched Issa Rae, which I didn't know that she had a YouTube uh, podcast prior to that, I didn't realize she was so brilliant. She's the EP, the executive producer, the director. She's like everything on this show, which means she's getting all the coins, honey, all of them. And if there's anything that I can tell you as a black woman or a minority woman or just a woman in general because of the wage gap, honey, you have to have your name on every single thing. Like when people talk shit about me, I'm like, listen, I'm not the type that's going to be like, oh, I do the list and I own that too and I own that and I put that in the dictionary and I trademarked that and I did this because I don't feel the need to tell anybody that because that's when they attack. So I started watching this show, and although my economic situation is a little bit better than that because I don't work for a nonprofit, but I actually am in the process of making sure that, you know, the Sherry Foundation stays afloat, which is the nonprofit that um, we're working on that's named after my mother. And, you know, to watch her go through the situation, it literally, I cannot make this shit up. My book came out in 2013. There is a a part in the whole stroll chapter of my book, Stay in Your Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mass, um, available on Amazon and Kindle, where I speak about the fact that a black man, any man really, unless your woman just really gets her rocks off on the gender role reversal, which I don't, I'm a traditionalist, um, you being unemployed for two years, that's not going to fucking work for me. I don't care if we were married. Like, you better have went and got the, I don't even remember the dude's name. You better have went and got a fucking job at Best Buy. Mm. And listen, I was in Florida during the time that a lot of the tech companies and the engineering companies, and you're talking about these men went to school, were making six figures, 
lost their jobs because the company closed or downsized or, you know, there were just so many technology kids that were coming out that they could pay less than they're paying this, you know, didn't matter, black, white, or indifferent. And you saw a lot of those guys really have to go work at freaking Walmart, at Best Buy. And I think what's interesting on the show is that I can't remember her name, but there was a, a Dateline special that showed that black men, when they come from this certain echelon of white collarness, that they don't want to do any type of blue collar work because it's like beneath them or whatever. Well, honey, this is what I say. Money is fucking money. If you got to go work at fucking Best Buy until something better comes along, they're like, no, I'm just waiting. What if I, listen, you may never get a call back. You know, and you you have to think in terms of what you need to do to be able to take care of yourself and to take care of your family. So I thought it was an interesting dynamic to watch Issa Rae, you know, just kind of deal with him and just Punani not getting wet and she ain't want him to touch her because, you know, I said pussy gets dry after six months. You ain't bringing no money in the house. I don't I don't fucking care what anybody says. You start feeling unappreciated. You come home. This motherfucker just laying on your couch that you paid for. You had to because he ain't been working. It's ridiculous. And I know some people say, oh, this person fell from grace and this, this, and this. I don't know no dude that if I lost my fucking job, he's just going to be like, oh, okay, just sit at home and don't do nothing. Because that's never going to happen. I'm going to do fucking something. I'm talking about pregnancy. I'm talking about, I, listen, I was at home collecting disability. When people say, oh, why do you still work your job? Oh, because if I wasn't working that job that, that pays my bills, then guess what? Abroad would have been at home with no fucking coins coming in. Well, I would have still had my royalties from the books and things like that and from this show. But, nah, I, I needed my little, I don't care if it was $3. I needed my money. So, run me my checks. So there are advantages to just taking a job if you have to in order to feed yourself and feed your family. I also love the fact that, you know, she didn't understand that when she has that, when you have that type of crazy, passionate, ridiculous sex with somebody and you have that itch that you have to scratch, they don't just go away like that. They really don't. And so when dude showed up at her job, I said, oh, no, she got that that motherfucker confused. You got to answer their phone calls sometimes, you know. And when he showed up at the charity event, the last thing that she should have told that motherfucker was, you know, you was just an itch I had to scratch. Like, but we look at her, and I saw somebody, a, a black man commenting on this, saying, you know, well, she just shouldn't have cheated. Well, y'all motherfuckers shouldn't cheat. She did nothing no different than any black man in the fucking United States of Villarica, Georgia, and never did, which was cheated. The only difference is she didn't lie about the shit. And I thought for 2.5 seconds, dude was going to knock her fucking head off. Because that's, you know, that to a man is just the worst ego blow that you could ever have. They could go fuck an entire area code. And it's not the same if any one of their chicks that they fuck with goes and fuck somebody else. It could be the whore's whore, and they could just really thought they was throwing that dick right. And they they find out that the whore's whore of everyone is fucking somebody else. They be hurt. They Oh, fuck that slut, fuck that bitch. You have to watch how people talk about other women because make no mistake, boo-boo, he talks about you like that too. And y'all know who, you know who I'm talking to. I'm talking directly to somebody right now. You understand what I'm saying? He talks just like that about you. Me personally, I don't allow it because of the fact that if you would talk about this person and this is somebody that you claim you love, oh, honey, I know you're talking about me, and I won't allow it. See, I, I know too many people's secrets, too many people where they where they bury things at, what they do. I don't have time for that shit. Just don't say my fucking name at all. How about you know how inappropriate it sounds 
that you're sitting around in bed or at dinner mentioning my name. I'm still living in y'all relationship. It doesn't make sense. And so I have a right to come on this show, and until I don't feel like talking about it anymore, talk about any situation that I was involved in. I have the right to do that. I don't name names. There's no defamation of character unless it's a lie. So what I can also say is this show brought out a lot of um, the insecurities that we as black women go through or minority women go through in our jobs. You know, should we say something? Should we not say something? You know, you see the one friend who is an attorney, high-powered attorney, just doing way too much too soon, and dude had to check her. You know, almost like, and, and I tell people all the time, desperation is a very nasty stench, and men can smell it from a mile away. They'll still act on it, though. Mm. So I watched the show, and, of course, I love it. I watched the entire season, like, one day. Then I got to the second season, and I really just think that black women, we will take a black man back after he's done X, Y, and Z. Most of us will. I usually don't, unless it was my husband. He got two chances. But most, most cats, now nah, you get one, and it's done. And um, we'll take them back, and then we blame the girl, Right. So you see Issa Rae in the show going through where she doesn't want to see the girl's Instagram. She doesn't want to look at her. And then when she sees who it is, she's like, wait a minute, he work, she works at the bank. You know, so these things don't just fucking happen. Like no one put a gun to this motherfucker's head. Nobody told him. And literally the minute he found out she cheated, he was fucking literally dog fucking the next broad. That's what men do, right? But she was wrong for doing that, right? So... The show actually looks at a lot of the things that, that we don't want to talk about. And then there was the girl that was dating the one guy that said he had got his dick sucked by another man. Now, that shit really fucked me up because I'm like, you know, but let's be honest. How many do you, you think black men going to come out and tell you they got their dick sucked by another man or a crackhead? They're not going to tell you that. But if they in certain industries, it happened. They just ain't going to tell you. And that's why, again, black women are the highest number of, you know, new AIDS cases because we're not having these conversations. It's okay for black women to say, oh, you know, I like this girl and I go both ways or whatever, whatever. But if a man says that there is a stigma attached to that, and I had to check my own self and say, like, what the fuck would you do if somebody told you that? Like, really? Because to me, that means you're gay. But... You know, it just, this show is very poignant, it's excellently written, and it raises a lot of questions, especially with sexuality. So, you know, is she supposed to be aggressive? Is she not supposed to be aggressive? You know, the, the, just like he left her, she started going on dating websites, going out on dates with everyone else. That's just to ease that ego. They went weeks without speaking. But I always say if you truly loved or cared about somebody, you wouldn't cheat on them at all. And so there's nobody else to blame for that. Like, she can't go back and blame him and say, oh, it was because you didn't have a job or it was because this. you accepted him that way. And so I think that the the roles that we look at as minority women and, and what we think love is, love is not loyalty. And loyalty is not standing by a motherfucker while he embarrasses you 50 million fucking times in the street. It's not. You know, there's holes in that. And there's people laughing at you, Carol Ann. You know, it, they're all laughing at you. And so when you have a situation where somebody has lied to you once, don't blame the other bitch. That girl don't got I, – listen – I can get blamed for a bunch of shit. I don't give a fuck about you at all. If he don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck. And you don't want to know the shit that when niggas tell you that they don't give a fuck what they say about you. 
pussy smell like cigarettes. Oh, you know, this one smell like battery acid. This one's a squirter. I know everybody's business in the whole town because I messed with somebody that was for everybody. He was a community cat. And so instead of me looking at that situation and saying, you know, this is just me, and I think that there's some misconception, I could love somebody. I could be in love with somebody and realize this is not the person I'm going to end up my, the rest of my life with. And that's okay. So let's just barter our time for right now. I don't, I've never been in a relationship with anybody where I felt like in the end they owed me something or I owed them something or I didn't get the opportunity to show them who I was. Nah, I leave the relationship, I glow the fuck up and then they have to explain to people how they know me because I act like I never seen them motherfuckers before in my life. I don't I don't know who that is. And it's not that I'm embarrassed, it's just that the level of depth and dis- disrespect that I can handle is very low. And so you have to imagine what men say to me in order to get me in a place where I'm like, okay, this is a safe place. This person ain't going to let nothing happen to me. This person cares about me. This person loves me, whatever, whatever. But I don't ever allow that to be the disrespect of another woman. And so if you're a woman that's sitting there allowing a man to disrespect another woman that you know he stuck his dick in with no condom on repeatedly and put his face in her ass and all the rest of her unmentionables and toes and everything else, this is what I mean when I say there's no difference. There's Men are not distinguishing who is main chick, side chick, and mistress anymore. They're not because they're for everybody, some men. And they're doing that shit that you talk about to everybody. You see what I'm saying? So I couldn't be mad at another female for wanting to knock me off my throne if my man is telling her the throne wasn't mine anyway. Or if my man is telling her, you know what, I'm not going to be with her, she's this, she's that, you know, and I'm a soundboard for this. You know, and sometimes as a friend, you know, because my men have always been my friends first, you know, sometimes as a friend, I'll advise them, like, well, maybe you should try this. And then I think about it, like, bitch, you're giving this motherfucker advice to get sucked back into the loop. And so that's just me being a grown-ass woman. I don't have to dog out other women. I don't have to talk about other women's looks because, like I said before, you know, I had to check a man once for looking at a 17-year-old. But then when I look at the type of women that he likes, I don't fit that mold. I have a little bit of hip. I got a little bit of meat on me. I have breasts. So when you're looking at, you know, some some prepubescent type shit, that's her motherfucking problem she got to deal with. So, yeah, he might like a woman that ain't got no fat on him. You know what kind of woman ain't got no fat on him? Women that ain't women yet, that haven't given birth yet, that haven't come into their bodies yet, you know, that are still living with their parents because they're in the fucking 10th grade, 11th grade. And it's funny because I had a conversation with him. He's like, well, how, how young do you think is too young? I said, well, if you're 30-plus, mentally you shouldn't be going below 25 because what are you going to do with a 19-year-old while all these people out here have done this? That's disgusting. Because you have relatives that are close in age to that. And if somebody came and said they was looking at your niece or your goddaughter or whoever like that, you'd be ready to kill somebody. So, again, there's that double standard with men. You know, I was 25 at one point dating a 19-year-old. I talk about this. Um, what was that? About the, the kid that got the tattoo with my name across his heart. I was 25. He was 19. Right? Was it right? Maybe, maybe not. But this is, you're talking shit, many, many years ago, almost 20 years ago, 
was engaged in him too. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it just really depends on the maturity level. But 30 plus and 19, yeah, that's a problem. You know, I know personally there was one girl he knew since she was 17. The girl ain't even 21 right now and he was fucking with her. I know for a fact. So it's just, it's all just a little bit, it's just a little too rapey and a little bit too inappropriate. So when you tell me about, you know, oh, he doesn't like this type of body and he doesn't, you don't know what the motherfucker likes. That's why you in a situation where he literally is community property. You cannot live in the same city as the man because he knows everybody because he done fucked with everybody. And these are things that are not my problem. You know, somebody would say to me before, like, oh, you know, well, if I'm, you know, once I'm done out of respect for you, I don't fuck bitches at your job. Uh, yes, you did. A few housekeeping type bras. But, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, is that going forward, if you feel that that's something that you want to do, that doesn't embarrass me. That embarrasses the situation that you're in. So why the fuck do I care? Y'all be getting out here and your feelings thinking that I be giving a fuck about anything that has to do with a motherfucker that I don't share a last name or DNA with. I don't care. Okay? Oh, he did this. That's what's up. He bought me this. That's what's up. You know, but you better make sure that the cat that you're dealing with, and, and it upsets me to see women make excuses for these men and make excuses for why they stay and they don't have to. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to be nice. And, and in all honesty, I'm going I'm to say the truth. No woman deserves to be cheated on. You deserve at least the minimum the truth. We're all born with intuition, right? If you're not using that intuition and you still find it in your heart to blame other women, to try to curse other women, say other women should die of cancer, and oh, so this is all very juvenile to me, so I don't pay that any attention. It just shows the level of self-esteem that you come from. You know, you want to talk about where people live and talk about people's parents and things like that. You you keep digging deep as if I have feelings and I don't. But because I could talk about your mama, your daddy, and your situations, and guess what? The only way that I would know it is how, right? But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel the need to hurt people like that. Right, because that's some shit that you and that motherfucker got to work out. And what I could tell you is that it doesn't mean that he's better than you. It doesn't mean that you're better than him. It just means that maybe y'all are better off apart. And trust me, you know, certain people can never speak to me within a 365-day period just because of the way that they've spoken behind my back that they think that I don't know about. Because I know that certain things that certain people have said to me that this person said were true, right? And certain things were not. You were just saying that to try to hurt my feelings, but I don't have any. So you really got to get it into yourself to say, is this the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with, having to look over my shoulder thinking that he's fucking with a 19-year-old or a 42-year-old? Or, again, this is what I mean when I say these cats is for everybody. You know, when the when the show, when dude was like literally that next day fucking that girl, I kind of felt some kind of way about that. But then I had to really give kudos to the show because that's what these cats do. These Negroes do. They in bed with the next bitch the minute that you, you know, and then somebody says, oh, whenever me and him was beefing, you and him would talk. So y'all must have been beefing every motherfucking day then. There's never not a time that I've ever been out of any communication with any of my beloveds. Oh, you got a long history of being a side chick. Nah, not at all. You're a side chick. Nobody fucking knows about you. And that's why I don't like when women, we as women, we come at each other like that. So I think it was very important that Issa Rae in the show did not 
cyber stalk this girl, did not go to her job, did not do any of the embarrassing shit that she could have done because that's what your, your dude chose to do in that moment. You know, and we know that it doesn't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, motherfucker be mad at me. Listen, you know how many motherfuckers that I'm sure that the person that I was dealing with ran through during the time? I mean, he told me, and then he tried to take it back like, no, nah, Negroes don't lie about shit like that. So that means that if during the time, I just can't prove it, so I don't speak on things I can't prove. But I know that married chick, young chick, uh, the chick that's over there on, on you know, where, where the car was found and all that other shit, you talking about in the last six months the stripper, you understand what I'm saying? So people say, oh, well, why was you dealing with him? Because that had nothing to do with what I was doing with him. They might love that motherfucker. They might, you know, want to want to lead a husband for him and all that other shit. That's not what my purpose was with this man. No, it was his purpose was, was that with me. You understand what I'm saying? So if I'm in a situation and everybody's saying I'm used, cool, I, what was I being used for? You know, I look at the situation where Issa Rae, I also felt some kind of way when dude all of a sudden now he got his job, now he can get a crib. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I kind of feel like, I don't know, maybe he should have went and sat the fuck down. Like, yo, let me, you know, take into consideration that this is somebody that held me down. You know? Yeah, it's disgusting. She cheated. And you know he ain't never going to forgive her in life. Like, if she gets forgiven on the show, it's fake. Like, I have to stop watching it because black men don't do that. It's embarrassing. He met the dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know each other. You know, it's just it's not a good look. So, in closing, like I said, I love the show. I can't wait to watch more because I love to see the black sexuality and the and the, the, the poetic stigma that's attached to everything in dating. Because I think as black people, we don't date. We find somebody we like, we fall in love with them, and that's it. You know, I enjoy my time being free and being alone and not having to pick up my phone every 28 fucking minutes, having to worry about what somebody needs or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mind being the nurturer, but that's somebody else's fucking job. Like, everybody got to do their job. You know what I'm saying? In a relationship, everybody has to do their job. And so if that's community dick and that person is for everybody, let him do his job. Let him do his job for everybody. You understand what I'm saying? Just know that when these cats talk to you, about other women you have the choice to either listen or shut the shit down because trust and believe me i know more about the next bitch than i really want to know you understand what i'm saying because it's none of my fucking business you know and i just leave shit where it is i'm in a good place i don't have no reason to be out here you know arguing with somebody about who they man is or whatever whatever i just move the fuck on because i know my worth not net worth just my worth and so it sickens me that some people and, again, I hate to say this because this is not the nicest person in the world, but, you know, some people don't understand that if you were to just kind of maybe take a breather and take a minute, it's okay to say, you know what, let me take a minute because I don't know if I fuck with you like that. You know, deep down I know you be crying at night knowing that that motherfucker be lying every fucking thing that he does. You can sit there, you can cover it up. You're going to make yourself sick, like in a bad way. You're going to make yourself your fucking hair fall out. You're stressed out. You can't conceive like that. You can't live like that. You know what I'm saying? So if you need to punch that motherfucker in his face every day, just don't come my way with the shits. Because let me let me also make another statement. I go to the popo to cover my own ass because I have other shit going on. I have licenses and certifications and shit like that too. I don't go to the popo because 
oh, my God, you know what I'm saying, this person is, is an immediate threat. In the long run, you may be. So I feel like I want to have it documented that this person said these things. So if anything happens to me, they know who to look for, right? Not because I'm scared, not because of anything. You know, in the words of Jay-Z, I don't post no threats on the Internet. You're never going to catch me out of character where I'm going to tell you what I really like to do or what I really think or anything like that. But for me, first is do no harm. If somebody is a female, I, I get it. You hurt, you're going to say whatever the fuck you say. You know, just don't say that shit to me. Say it to your dude. He owes you the loyalty. I don't. And I can't wait to see in these next episodes if Issa's going to confront this girl or you know, what's going to happen because she had to have known this girl was there the entire time, okay? And so she's really not in a place where she's going to blame this girl, but she's looking at it like, well, damn, what happened? Now you start raising questions. You know, I can live anywhere in the world. I just can't live in doubt, you know? And if I have to doubt, and let me tell you something, these cats is grimy. When I say grimy, I'm talking about, like, you could leave for work and 15 minutes later a bitch will be up in your house. Okay, you could be driving this car over here and 20 minutes later a bitch is in your car. Okay, trust me, I know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel uncomfortable in certain situations because I'm like, well, I know my seat wasn't, my seat wasn't looking like that a minute ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? So it just, it, you get to a place where you just say, you know what, I, th- I'm not with this. I'm good. I don't have to do this anymore. And that's the honest to God truth. I'm, You know, I wish everybody the best because I'm not in a low vibrating place where I want people to suffer as I have in my past relationships or anything like that. Like I said in the, in the tweet on my Twitter, I said it was really love until it really wasn't. You know, you can't make people be faithful. None of this is your fault. Maybe a certain percentage because you wasn't really doing wifely duties. You got to, you know, as a woman, sometimes check yourself on that. Like maybe I was a bitch. Maybe I was an asshole. Maybe I wasn't doing this the way he liked or whatever. But at the end of the day, if a man going to fucking go to the left, he's going to go to the left, right, up the street, around the corner. Be glad that it was this particular girl, maybe not that one over there with the burning coochie. You know, or maybe not this one over here that had a fucking uh, bacterial infection back in December. Be glad it wasn't them. You understand what I'm saying? So I hope everybody is able to move forward. I hope that, you know, everybody gets blessed. And, and, and like, like my girl Liz would say, I hope you have the day and the, and the life that you deserve. That's all I can say. Ain't no malintent. But make sure you guys tune in next week. I'm going to have that brand-new George Tandy Jr. If y'all remember him, he's the one that did March and Jaded. And make sure you guys have a wonderful Wild Wednesday. Thank you guys for listening. And talk to you guys next week.